I'm Daniel Levine, and this is the Bio Report. range of serious diseases involve chronic inflammation, which causes both pain and progressive damage. Zalud Therapeutics is developing a locally delivered non-viral gene therapy that's designed to harness the ability of interleukin-10 to regulate the immune system and restore homeostasis. The company's lead indication is in osteoarthritis. We spoke to DM Wynn, CEO of Zalud, about the role interleukin-10 plays in regulating multiple pathways in the immune system, Zalud's gene therapy, and the indications the company is pursuing. Jim, thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Thanks, Danny, for having me. We're going to talk about chronic inflammation, interleukin-10, and Zalud's experimental gene therapy to treat a range of inflammatory conditions. How big a problem do inflammatory conditions represent today, and how impactful are they on the lives of people living with them? So, Danny, thanks so much for asking that question. It is quite astounding if you think about the number of diseases that we are all aware of from a societal perspective. You think about osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, you think about oncology, as well as, well as neurodegenerative diseases. What anchors around many of the genesis of these diseases starts at the heart of a imbalance in your body from an inflammatory perspective. And so when we are targeting our disease area, we're looking to be able to help encourage that body to restore itself back to homeostasis, resolving inflammation, which then has the potential to, to target a number of, of diseases. From a prioritization perspective, Zalud is focused on chronic musculoskeletal inflammatory diseases like osteoarthritis, as well as neuropathic pain, but we are also targeting neurodegenerative diseases. And so when you say how big, these diseases that we're going after alone have the potential of treating 30 million of patients in the U.S. well into 100 million globally. I, I know we're talking about a, an enormous range of conditions, but how well are we able to address these today? It is fascinating because we clearly have huge unmet need. So when you ask the question, how well are we able to address, if a patient has unmet need that precludes them from being able to run with their kids or be able to go to work and have a productive lifestyle, then I would say that we're not doing a good job in achieving a, a world where patients can live productive and healthy lives. So in our particular situation, our lead indication is osteoarthritis of the knee. And as I mentioned, about 30 million are suffering from osteoarthritis in the US. 
As we look at patients that go and progress from solid or dose of pills to ultimately getting knee injections and then progressing to knee surgery, we're looking at of the 30 million, 7 million that are likely to get to that later stage of disease severity. And when we get to that stage, you're talking about well into 60 to 80% of the patients failing from current standard of care today. The LUD is focusing on interleukin-10. What is interleukin-10 and what role does it play in the immune system? Thank you for asking. Interleukin-10 is a very important cytokine that helps modulate homeostasis in the body. And when I mean homeostasis, I mean the fact that in your healthy body state, you have um, pro-inflammatory cytokines that drive inflammation, be resolved and alleviated by an upregulation of anti-inflammatory mediators. And interleukin-10, it plays at the heart of this rebalance of homeostasis. And so when we talk about the importance of our cytokine, we are talking about interleukin-10 that is known to be an upstream modulator of a number of important inflammatory targets like that you are well aware of, like TGF or interferon gamma, as well as NGF. All of these drug targets, interleukin-10 achieves its benefit on top of these targets. So what it means is, in a biologic pathway, if you try to stop one pathway, your body is built to compensate for that pathway and, and inflammatory processes continue to fire. But when you have one cytokine that modulates a number of these pathways, a patient's got a fighting chance to be able to look at ways of resolving inflammation and hopefully alleviating the symptoms associated with, those, with that inflammation. In the case of chronic inflammatory diseases that Zalud is pursuing, what role does interleukin play in those? Is it, is it just a way to calm an overactive part of the immune system? It's a great question. Interleukin-10 has been known, particularly in our mechanism action of the disease that we're targeting, to downregulate a number of pro-inflammatory cytokines. So maybe I can explain it this way. Your body gets injured. It's important for your body to tell you that you're not doing well, and you start feeling the pain associated with that. And in a healthy state, when these pro-inflammatory cytokines become upregulated, your body combats these pro-inflammatory cytokines with anti-inflammatory mediators. So imagine a seesaw where you're going back and forth and eventually you get to a balance and that inflammation gets resolved. The challenge is when your body is imbalanced. So there's so much pro-inflammatory cytokines, inflammation continues and it sustains itself, then ultimately gets to chronification. And then a number of diseases that we're talking about, like osteoarthritis, like neuropathic pain, like rheumatoid arthritis. And what we're trying to do is supplement with interleukin-10, which then helps your body downregulate the bad guys, the pro-inflammatory cytokines. Ultimately, you get to this balanced state, your inflammation gets resolved, and then the symptoms associated also gets resolved too. So specifically with osteoarthritis of the knee, we're not an anesthetic. We're trying to actually solve for the root cause of the problem. 
which is why we are incredibly excited about the transformation in how we're approaching really debilitating diseases like osteoarthritis. Your lead product candidate is XT150. This is a non-viral DNA gene therapy. What does it do and, and how does it restore hemostasis to the immune system? So one of the most important things is, as I mentioned, and you first asked with what's the importance of interleukin 10, I think across biologists, scientists, as well as drug developers, everybody recognized the importance of interleukin 10. The challenge associated with this cytokine is it has a very short half-life. So it's about roughly two to four hours. And to be able to drive a protein target that will have a benefit, you have to actually overcome some of these challenges. And, and it's overcoming the PK associated with the protein as well as overcoming getting enough of interleukin 10 to the site of inflammation. Our mechanism of action is quite elegant, is what we're, instead of delivering the protein, we're delivering the DNA to express the protein. And we call it an, our non-viral DNA platform. And I'm very specific to say non-viral because the concept here is we're able to inject the plasmid into the site of inflammation. The gene gets expressed, and then in this case, it expresses interleukin-10, Interleukin-10 becomes present at the site of inflammation, encouraging the downregulation of the pro-inflammatory cytokine and resolving inflammation, which then leads to benefits in terms of symptom alleviation. Our product, because it's non-viral, allows us to have the ability to, to address two very important things. The first thing is, is this product safe? And when you're targeting very, very large disease indications like osteoarthritis, you're going to want to make sure that a patient that gets injection has um, no concerns associated with host DNA, genome integration, antibody formulation. And I think most importantly, be able to have the ability to redose, meaning if the pain, patients that are suffering from osteoarthritis for years, if not decades, have the ability to have access to this medication um, in a more sustained treatment manner. Is it known how durable the therapy might be and how often a patient might need to be redosed? It is um, certainly something that we're pursuing better understanding in our clinical trials, but to date we have run over we have completed a phase 2B that's roughly 289 patients enrolled. XT150 has been dosed in over 350 patients, either with a single or repeat injection. And what we've been able to identify is with two simple injections of our product to express interleukin-10, we're seeing a year's worth of benefit from a duration of therapeutic benefit perspective. So it is known for us, two simple injections gives clinically meaningful benefit from a pain reduction as well as function improvement for patients well into a year. And Danny, I would say that that's quite transformational given standard of care today where at most the benefit patients have been able to achieve is about roughly one to three months with a single injection. 
at the same time, you describe interleukin 10 as this sort of master switch that regulates hemostasis of the immune system. How localized are the effects of the therapy? Right now, we are studying the benefits of um, interleukin 10 in osteoarthritis of the knee, as well as in the fifth set joint syndrome. We do believe with our longer term plans that we can look at potential opportunities in the hip and shoulder as well, too. So in all forms or fashion, because of its safety profile, we can see the application across many uh, different parts of your body. But in terms of its safety profile, if you're injecting this into the knee, is it having an impact on an immune response that the body might need at somewhere else? Great question. So right now we see the plasmid um, once injected, uh, you can see it in systemically for about four hours up to seven days. It's relatively undetectable systemically. 14 days. And I think, Danny, that's one of the important aspects of its safety profile. You're not getting a product in an area that doesn't need that product. You're putting the product at the site of inflammation. As you've indicated, there's a, an enormous range of indications you might be able to pursue with a therapy like this. How are you going about prioritizing the indications? Um, I think one of the big aspects of our prioritization is from a societal perspective, what is the unmet need and how best does our mode of delivery as well as the importance of interleukin 10 can address that unmet need. And you're 100% right that there is endless opportunity in terms of what therapeutic areas to go after. From a Zulu perspective, we're focused on cytokine-mediated inflammation, so logically in areas like osteoarthritis or facet joint syndrome. We also have demonstrated safety from an intrathecal delivery perspective, so the CSF, so spinal pain could be a possibility as well, too, from a neuropathic perspective. One key area that we really put the gas pedal on is in our neurodegenerative um, focus. And in particular, in the preclinical models, we have been found finding astounding benefits associated with our product of expression of interleukin 10 to not only improve function, but also reduce and influence clinical biomarkers as well as improve survival for patients with ALS. And as you know, the unmet need in ALS is quite significant the disease is quite devastating, and we are really passionate about playing a part in helping patients that don't have choices today. There's been a significant movement to look not only at ALS, but other neurodegenerative conditions as inflammatory conditions. Uh, I'm wondering about, you mentioned you're exploring intrathecal delivery. How would you deliver a, a therapy for a neurodegenerative condition? Yeah, so our, our intrathecal delivery for would be right into the CSF. What's, what's very fascinating from a biological perspective is there's you know, a rapid fluid, uh, fluid flow, and that ensures that we think that we'll be able to get our plasma to where 
the sites are most important to be able to see that therapeutic benefit. We have data preclinically clearly with ALS as well as MS. We also have seen reduced inflammation in uveitis from the ophthalmology perspective. So there's a lot of areas that we would like to pursue. Um, I think it's a matter of us being able to prioritize um, as well as be able to partner with the right colleagues and talent to be able to drive this forward to a successful, um, a successful conclusion. One condition you haven't mentioned is Alzheimer's. Would that be included in your list of potential indications? It is a great question. It's Alzheimer's as well as Parkinson's disease. One of the areas that we're looking to pursue in Air First and Human is looking at not just ALS, but a battery of clinical biomarkers that helps us inform us based on how our product is working from a mechanism action perspective, what other neurodegenerative diseases can we target? Many people think rather narrowly of gene therapy today as a way to treat a genetic disease and address a, a deficit caused by a mutation by restoring the body's ability to produce a needed protein. What does XT150 suggest about the broader potential for gene therapies? Oh, this is one of the most um, one of the most impactful stages that we are in drug development today. And just to put a little bit in context, Annie, like the world of drug development had moved from first new chemical entities in the form of pills, and then we started to move into injections, and then biologics became a, a incredible way to deliver medicines over the last two decades. We are in the era of nucleic acid delivery. And clearly for the last five to seven years, the focus has been exactly what you've described, which is gene replacement with AAV, looking at high expressions of proteins to address many devastating diseases when a patient doesn't have um, either a has a defective gene or defective protein or has a missing protein. When we moved to the pandemic, mRNA became up front and center as another mode of gene therapy, particularly we like to call it nucleic acid delivery. And it's clearly been demonstrated that mRNA can be a very effective means to treat you know, tens to hundreds of millions of patients today. The benefit that we see, Zalud is one of a few handful that are in late stage DNA delivery is that you see all the benefits associated with mRNA, but has some clear areas of, of attractiveness. And particularly in our case, efficiency from a manufacturing perspective, as well stability from a product shelf life perspective. What does that mean? It means that we can translate having a product, a medicine that has access to not just the wealthy few or a small percentage of a patient population, but certainly can address in a very effective way, large indications like the ones we're going after. And how is Zulud funded to date and how far will existing funding take you? It's a great question. We are largely owned by PBM Capital. They're incredible investors that see great science and right to take it to the point of inflection. 
we have runway to be able to continue to progress with preparing for our phase three in 2023, as well as being able to go after first in human trials in our neurodegenerative diseases. Yem Wynn, CEO of Zalud Therapeutics. Yem, thanks for your time today. Danny, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for letting me talk about my excitement on Zalud. Thanks for listening. The Bio Report is a production of the Levine Media Group. To automatically download this podcast each week, subscribe to our RSS feed or through iTunes or other podcast manager. To join our mailing list, go to levinemediagroup.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to drop us a line or are interested in sponsoring this podcast, send email to danny at levinemediagroup.com. Special thanks to Jonah Levine, who composed our theme music, and the Jonah Levine Collective, which performs it.